At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Santa. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Charlotte Hornets. Rob Longo with you following what is unfortunately a silver linings edition of the HHC. Charlotte Falls 113-106 to in the Motor City last night against Detroit as the Hornets just go cold at the wrong time in the fourth quarter. Started the fourth frame up by as many as three and then went over four shooting to start the fourth quarter and then the Pistons closed the fourth quarter on a 13-2 run in the final two minutes and 17 seconds. That was basically the ball game right there, but we'll give you the ins and outs of this one through the first three quarters as well of the contest. We'll provide you with our silver lining performances. There are a lot to pick from, believe it or not. And of course with the trade of Terry Rozier, we have to talk about what this team looks like after moving on from such a great player in Hornets history as well. And helping me out with all of these topics here on the Hornets Livecast is the one and only lead writer of Hornets.com. That is Sam Perley. Sam, I guess two in a row was too many to ask for in terms of seeing gold stars, top performer, and not silver lining podcast, but unfortunately the Hornets end up falling in Detroit last night, 113-106. to 106. I was thinking the same thing. Two in a row uh, and back-to-back road games was uh, unfortunately too big an ask, but you know, at least I got one this week. Yeah, that's the good news, and it was against one of the best teams in the NBA in the Minnesota Timberwolves. The unfortunate news is they weren't able to complete the road sweep with a win against the lowly Detroit Pistons who now have just five wins on the season but going into this one this is probably one of the healthier rosters we've seen from the Hornets this season the only two guys missing on the injury report were Gordon Hayward and Mark Williams Samari Bailey was out but that's because he's on a two-way deal he's with Greensboro right now and the swarm Cade Cunningham did not play in this one for the Pistons that was their lone holdout in terms of the injury report but Again, that's a big one to be missing. Hornets led this one after the first quarter, 31-28. to This one was about as even as you could imagine here through the first two quarters of play, and that's because, well, they were tied going into the locker room at 52. The Pistons were shooting at about a 49% clip from the field. 
The Hornets were at about 45-46%. Both teams had seven made threes. Both teams just not really doing a whole lot at the free throw line either. Pistons were just one of three at the stripe through the first two quarters of play. The Hornets were five of seven from the charity stripe there in the first half. So, again, not a whole lot of separation between these two teams. That was the theme that continued into the second half as well as the Pistons and Hornets really just kind of took off on another level there in that third frame. The Hornets outscored Detroit 40 to 37 and let it 30 and let it 92 to 89 going into the fourth quarter. There were a lot of great performances there. Brandon Miller already had 23 points. He had 12 points in that third quarter. LaMelo Ball had a 10-point quarter. Bojan Badanovic had 28 at that point for the Pistons as well. A lot of great performances from some individuals, but we go to that fourth quarter and it's almost like these two teams forgot how to play basketball because, again, very low scoring. Hornets only scored 14 points in the fourth quarter as it is. Detroit scored 24 points, so not that much of a margin to begin with. Hornets started the fourth quarter 0 for 4 from the field, three turnovers, didn't score their first points until the 751 mark of that fourth quarter. And then, like I mentioned, Charlotte was able to take a lead there with about two minutes left to go, but unfortunately not able to handle it as in the final two minutes and 17 seconds the Pistons closed the game on a 13-2 run so again not a whole lot to like in this game for the Hornets when you look at it and you lose a game against a team that only has five wins and now two of their wins have come against you Sam but again that's kind of the Jekyll and Hyde of this league any given night in the NBA you never know who's going to beat you that's why you got to get up for every single game and I think yesterday was a good example you go back to Monday's game being a great individual effort like Carl Anthony Town had for Minnesota. You're able to pick up a big win against one of the best teams in the Western Conference, and then you lose against a team on the road in Detroit, who again, is one of the worst teams in the NBA, not just the Eastern Conference, but in the entire association. So, I think in that sense, you can certainly make the argument that this is a frustrating loss, but again, just wrong place, wrong time, it felt like for some of the inaccuracies for the Hornets, and that happened in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't get too caught up. I know it's you're looking at the other side, you're looking at the other record, and it's, you know, it's two losses this year to Detroit, who had the uh, historic losing streak earlier in the season, and uh, I don't think you can really get too caught up in whether they're good, bad. Like you said, you saw on, on in Monday's game of Minnesota, if you're not doing the things you need to do in order to put yourself in position to win games and succeed, uh, it doesn't matter who you're playing; you're going to have a tough time winning. And uh, you know, I thought there was some good stuff offensively from the Hornets, given that you know they just took out one of their major offensive pieces in Terry Rogier following the trade. I mean, the offense looked really good there in that, you know, really first three quarters, especially the third. They had 40 points, I think 10 assists, shot around 64%. And then for whatever reason, in the fourth quarter, they just went completely away from that. And I think sometimes, you know, and this is something, you know, these roles will evolve and, you know, guys will get more minutes and the substitutions and stuff uh, will take a little time to, to iron out. I mean, this is a really, really big piece that you're taking out kind of, you know, you don't have an off season to figure out. You're figuring it out on the fly. Uh, it's certainly the biggest, I guess, player that I have seen move from the Hornets in season. Uh, and you, and there's a little bit of, uh, you know, trial by fire. You're trying different things out. You saw the Hornets go 11 deep last night, trying different lineups, different rotations, uh, had some guys back. They're trying to go big a little bit when Detroit's, uh, when they had Dern and Stewart in the game. So, uh, the biggest thing, like you said, was ball movement in the fourth quarter. I mean, for whatever reason, they went completely away from it. Uh, and that's, you know, a time when you, you know, again, not to, to harp on the trade or anything, when you look back, like that's kind of like that situation where it's, that's where Terry would come in and kind of steady things a little bit. And you'd have multiple guys handling the ball and creation. And uh, I think, you know, just their first situation uh, after the trade, 
uh, was a little rough. I think it was just a little bit too much isolation stuff, some bad shots, some turnovers, uh, just a little discombobulated there in clutch time at the end. One of the bright spots in the game last night, and I'm sure we'll get to this in our silver lining segment here in a couple of moments, but Nick Richards back in the lineup first time in three games that he's missed with that ankle sprain. So he comes back in the lineup. He provided a lot of spark in the game, I thought. Brandon Miller finishes with a team-high 23 points in the game last night, but Nick Richards had a blackjack 21. That's a career high. Also added 10 rebounds off a of 9-13 shooting as well. Miles Bridges, 20 points, 10 boards for his double-double. LaMelo Ball had 17 points, even though the shooting quite wasn't there. 6-21 of 21 from the field, 1-8 for eight beyond the arc. And Steve Clifford, after the game, was asked about that. And he said, hey, he's still rounding into form, trying to get back from this ankle injury, still trying to find his rhythm. Stuff like that certainly takes time. And we saw that earlier in the season as well when LaMelo had a couple of down games and was able to come back and then all of a sudden was able to light the world on fire when he was playing really, really good basketball. So not really a shock in that sense. P.J. Washington, 12 points off the bench as well for the Hornets. Bojan Bogdanovic had 34 on the other side for Detroit. But the point I wanted to make here, Sam, is the fact that Nick Richards came back. The Hornets no longer had to play small ball center or small ball in general out of necessity, they were able to do it as a choice now if they wanted to from a strategy standpoint. But after the game, Steve Clifford talked about the, just what the size means coming back and having one healthy center on a roster and Nick Richards. Well, you need size in our league. You know, I mean, we got to straighten out our pick and roll defense. That was our biggest problem late in the game. But it's just good to have him back. And you got to have size and physicality in this league or you have no shot. I think that's another reason why things went a little bit awry there in the fourth quarter, too, Sam, is you talk about it from a defensive standpoint. I mean, this has always been, I feel like, especially the last couple of seasons now that Detroit has gone really, really big with their roster build, is it's just almost like a bad matchup for the Hornets. I mean, they got guys in there like Isaiah Stewart and Jalen Duran, and you're able to throw a couple of other bodies in there as well. But it feels like a lot of times, even Asar Thompson, the rookie now, he's a wider body down low in the front court. So it just feels like, for whatever reason, this matchup has just been a little bit of a nightmare for the Hornets over the last, I don't know, maybe two seasons now where it's just they have all this size down there and the Hornets just don't really have the bodies right now to compete with it with Mark Williams out of the fold right now because of that back injury. So it's basically Nick Richards is your one true center. Nathan Mensa is a traditional center in the style that he plays, but he doesn't really quite have the size. And then P.J. Washington's your stretch five, your small ball five, whatever you want to call it. But right now it just seems like a matchup nightmare for the Hornets against the Pistons. Yeah, that's exactly right and and you know kind of going into some of these games i know they won the game in minnesota but they had a lot of trouble obviously defending carl towns and and especially rudy gobert too in that game um and joel Embiid. i'm just looking at some of the past games i mean it, right now they're most likely going to go into every single game with if they don't have mark williams at a size disadvantage i mean that's that's kind of the reality of it is right now and I think Nate Mentz is doing a good job, but you know that there, you know there's some limitations. He's a two-way rookie. Uh, he's kind of getting thrown right into the fire, uh, and I think he's you know provided some some good sparks, some good moments right there. But uh, it, it's tough right now for the Hornets. Just you know they did win the rebounding battle last night. Uh, I think the biggest issue was defensively. They just it, it was tough when when the Pistons had Stewart and Dern both out there at the same time, uh, and Charlotte caught a break there in the second quarter. I think Dern picked up his third foul and went right to the bench. So they were able to at least have a little time without those two guys out there, but they got to a point there, and I think it was in the end of the third quarter, so where they had to go, they had to throw all three big bodies out there. They had to go Miles, PJ, and Nick, and even then, that's still kind of just a almost normal sized front court and for the Hornets that's as big as they can go right now while still getting 
some um, offensive and defensive production. So uh, it's tough. They're going to have there's going to be a disadvantage just size wise right now, and it's you know it's just kind of a, a tough hand they've been dealt right now, and they got to figure it out. You know, hopefully there's some matchups coming up. You know, you look at Houston, you look at Atlanta or Utah coming up this weekend. Those are not the biggest teams in the world out there. So uh, maybe that's something that they can kind of capitalize. It'll be a little bit more even there on the front court. Hornets fall last night 113 to 106 against the Detroit Pistons. And you talk about the points in the paint battle or just the size in that diff in, in that sense. And the Pistons were able to dominate the paint play 54 to 40, outscoring Charlotte in those points in the paint and end up shooting about a 50% clip from the field. In the process of picking up that seven-point win, Hornets shoot just about 44% from the field in the game. But again, three players with 20 or more in the contest, a pair of double-doubles as well. A lot to pick from in our Silver Lining segment, which comes your way right after this here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Rob Longo and Sam Purley, the lead writer of Hornets.com, on a Silver Linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Charlotte falls by 7 in the Motor City last night, 113-106, now 10-32 and on the campaign for what it's worth, and Detroit improves to now 5-39. and So Hornets will try to regroup and take on a Houston Rockets team tomorrow night here at the Hive, who has been struggling a little bit here as of late as well. I believe they're about 3-8 and in their last 11 games, but of course Sam Farber will have your game preview for that here coming up tomorrow. But in the meantime, Silver Lining Performances, a lot to talk about in this segment. Sam, I will always defer to you. Who's your top Silver Lining pick from last night's game? Yeah, I'm going to go with Brandon Miller. Uh, led the team again, 23 points, 8 of 17 shooting, had five threes. Uh, I want to say like two or three, or three of them were in like bang, 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 somewhere in the middle of that third quarter. Uh, also had seven rebounds, four assists, 
and uh, blocked a shot. So uh, I thought he was really, really good. I mean, he really got going there in that third quarter, had 12 points. Uh, and I think that's what was maybe kind of so frustrating about that, that fourth quarter for the Hornets is they only scored 14 points after scoring 40 in the third. Uh, Brandon played about nine minutes in that fourth quarter. And again, you know, he went to the bench and everything, but it just felt like they could have gotten the ball moving a little bit more. He was clearly feeling it again last night. Uh, and some of the shots he's hitting right now are just, you know, the coming off screens, the, you know, the curling around screens. I mean, he can score in so many variety of different ways that uh, he's, you know, every time – I know it's been a tough season, but watching performances like last night from him uh, just makes me really, really excited about his future. And uh, quick stat, that was his fourth straight 20-point game. Uh, to be a little less uh, round, I guess, or for lack of a better word, fourth straight 23-point game. Uh, he is the only the second rookie in franchise history to score at least 23 points in four consecutive games. Alonzo Mourning had a six-game streak and a five-game streak back in 1993. Uh, and that's from Basketball Reference, too. So uh, lots of good stuff again from Brandon Miller last night. Across the timeline, handoff Miller. Heat check three on the way. He's still hot, folks. Brandon Miller is burning up the Motor City. 23. And he's had 12 of them in about three minutes. Brandon was incandescent last night. And one more to add on to your stat of four games of 20 or more. He's one of two rookies to do that this season. The other one is Victor Wembanyama. So definitely in some rarefied air in that sense. The only thing I didn't like about Brandon's game last night, and I don't think this is his fault by any stretch of the imagination, it's just the way that the game unfolded there in that fourth quarter, is the fact that he did not take any shot attempts in the fourth quarter. He had two turnovers, didn't even take a shot attempt there in that final frame. So I think that's something where the game just has to find him a little bit more because in that fourth quarter, what we're used to seeing, and I'm sure we'll talk about this here in our later segment as well, is we're used to seeing guys like Terry Rozier and LaMelo Ball taking over. So maybe this is the next little bit of evolution in Brandon Miller's game to really step up in those clutch time moments that we were so accustomed to seeing from Terry Rozier over the years here in Charlotte. And of course, LaMelo Ball has been able to add to that. Miles Bridges has had some really good moments this season specifically as well. So maybe that's just something that Brandon Miller needs to feel out a little bit more now with Terry Rozier gone. But again, we'll talk about that a little bit more here in our next segment. For me, my silver lining pick from last night's game. I got to go with the guy that had a career night. That's Nick Richards. Lamello ball. OB at the controls. Dribbles right. Gets the baseline. Throws the lob. Nick Richards. Another poster slam. Nick Richards. Career high. 21. I thought Nick was just phenomenal in the game last night. Anything that Lamello threw up and around the vicinity of the rim, Nick Richards was able to hammer it home. I believe Nick was like 4 for 4 to start the game in the first half. From the field, he ends up finishing 9 of 13 shooting in the game, 3 for 4 at the free throw line. He also had those 10 rebounds, a block in there as well. I just thought he played phenomenal against especially guys like Jalen Duran and Isaiah Stewart who are so physical. And that's not easy coming back off of an ankle injury, making sure you're good to go and trying to defend those kind of guys. And I know that Steve Clifford said that the pick-and-roll defense was a little bit of an issue in the game last night, but I thought there were times offensively, especially for Nick, that he was able to just go body for body and go after those guys and really carve out some space and give himself some opportunities, especially on the offensive side of the glass as well. I thought he did a great job there on the second-chance point opportunities. Five of his ten boards came on the offensive side of the glass, so Nick Richards is my silver lining pick from last night's game. After the game, Nick was asked about his career night, and of course, he just kind of talked about that pick-and-roll game a little bit between him and LaMelo. I felt like pick-and-rolls between me and LaMelo were perfect. Um, Drop-offs, lobs, try to get as much offensive rebounds as possible, try to get 
good tip-ins. Um, you know, but I felt like it was the same as always. Just good, good being in sync with my teammates and just letting playing off with them, honestly. Unfortunately, I think Nick would have rather had that come in a win rather than a loss, obviously. And I know it's a career night and it's maybe a little bit overshadowed because you end up losing a game. But all in all, I don't think you can ask much more from a guy like Nick Richards who missed three games, comes back off of a bum ankle and is able to really just kind of solidify himself. And heck, he ends up having a career night. I don't know if anybody's able to come back of an injury and have a career night immediately right away. But Nick Richards was able to do that last night, Sam. Yeah, really encouraging, especially, uh, you know, to come back and miss the amount of time or I guess it was only a week or so but anytime guys, guys coming off a layoff uh like that you never really kind of know you know is it con- you know conditioning things like that coming back there's always a little bit of an adjustment but uh you know he was really really good last night and it felt like uh you know he was connecting a lot with LaMelo and, and kind of forget a little bit you know LaMelo I think came back for a couple games and then they you know we're try- still trying to get on the same page and then Nick goes out so uh, you know, right now, Nick Richards is the starting center as long as Mark Williams is out. So uh, Lamelo and Nick have not had a whole lot of time or as much time as you would think kind of getting their rhythm back together with that pick and roll uh, since Lamelo came back, I think, in San Antonio a couple weeks ago. So uh, really good stuff. You could tell the timing was a little off here and there um, with those guys, but um, you also saw some really good connections there, especially kind of in crunch time. Uh, I think probably the, the one of the Nick's dunk of the night was the one that put him up two uh, with about two minutes to go. And then, uh, unfortunately, the Hornets didn't score again for the rest of the game. But you could definitely see the chemistry there and uh, really impressive performance by Nick. I thought he won more than his fair share of 50-50 balls. Yeah, definitely held his own and then some uh, and was put in kind of a tough spot. I mean, it, there's a lot riding on him right now as, um, you know, real, the, the only true rotational experience center right now on the roster. So, uh, you know, good good stuff from him because the Hornets are going to need more moving forward for sure. Hornets fall last night, 113-106 first game without Terry Rozier after he was dealt to Miami in a trade on Tuesday. We're going to talk about what life after T-Row looks like for this Hornets roster moving forward right after this here on the Hornets Hivecast presented by Senta. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. 
It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. It's super bright. Super bright. Been talking to the owners. Told Mitch, told everybody, man. It's just super bright. The young core that they got. I know they put some special together and you know i'm a fan of it and you know can't wait to see the growth uh you know i'm a huge fan of b miller huge fan the hugest fan of Lamelo, always been so you know i just i can't wait to see you know how they put things together i know they will that's terry rozier after being traded away to miami on tuesday rob longo and sam pearly here wrapping up this edition of the hornets hivecast for you and sam i know that you talked to sam farber on the podcast yesterday as you guys kind of recapped and presented some information about what the deal is for the hornets again a first round pick protected first round pick lottery protected in the year 2027 coming back to the hornets along with kyle lowry but again the emphasis on that protected deal is if it does not convey in 2027 it will be unprotected in 2027 28, which could potentially be huge for the Hornets, and especially the way that this uh, team and this core is being able to be built right now here for the Hornets with guys like Mark Williams and LaMelo Ball and Brandon Miller and all of this young talent on this roster. And I feel bad just saying those three guys because there's so many pieces to this puzzle that the Hornets can mix and match and fit in with as well in this young core. But again, the thing that I really wanted to touch on here, Sam, is this was obviously the first game that the Hornets have had without Terry Rozier. Terry has missed some time this year when he was in a Hornets uniform, obviously dealt with that groin strain earlier in the year and a couple of bumps and bruises on the way as well. But the one thing about that is that Terry is at least around the team. He's traveling with the team. He's on the bench and that sort of thing. This is the first time that we haven't seen that, obviously, as he had his debut with the Miami Heat last night. And in case you were curious, I know this is a Hornets podcast, but just to give you an idea, Terry Rozier played 29 minutes for the Heat last night, was just 3 of 11, shooting 1 for 5 from 3, finishes with 9 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Miami lost the game 105-96 to against the Memphis Grizzlies, in case you were curious. But wanted to touch on what this team looks like moving forward, what this roster roster looks like moving forward and maybe even specifically more what the offensive output looks like moving forward for the Hornets again 113 to 106 loss last night that's not really a big change in the scoring output without Terry Rozier out there Um, you know there's times where the Hornets have had games like this where they're kind of low scoring affairs for this time of the NBA, this era of the NBA, and a little bit more of drag outs, slowed down games with a lot slower pace than what they would normally want to run. So the 106 points I don't think is an outlier or anything like that. I think that's pretty on the mark for the style of that game last night that was played. But I think that there's opportunities, especially in the fourth quarter that we saw last night, where there are guys that are going to be able to step up now with Terry Rozier off of this team. Guys like Brandon Miller, LaMelo Ball is obviously a big focal point as well. Heck, even Nick Richards had some opportunities in the post to clean up some of those missed shots. Miles Bridges had some opportunities as well in that fourth quarter to take those chances. So just wanted to get your general thoughts now that we've seen one game without T-Row on this team and if anything has changed or if you think anything might change moving forward. Well, I think Steve Clifford before the game uh, had a really good explanation of, you know, when you're taking out a guy like Terry Rozier that averaged 23 points per game and was such a go-to guy, particularly at the end of games, the way he could score, create, facilitate, 
um, things like that. You, you, you're not going to going to slide somebody over and be like, okay, you're, you do what Terry did. You do what Terry did the whole time. I think it's, it's just not how it works. I mean, and you don't want to, you can't, you know, completely tear down everything you've done mid season and, and start a whole new offense or anything like that. That's just, that's just not how the process works. I think it's going to be incremental minutes increases around. You could see, um, we saw Frank Nilakina get into the rotation last night for the first time this season, um, you know, in, you know, kind of the first quarter, second quarter range. Uh, you might see more minutes from Nick Smith. You've got Cody Martin getting more minutes. You know, LaMelo Ball is obviously going to have, you know, his high usage, Ish Smith, um, Leaky Black. I mean, you know, they went pretty deep in the rotation last night, uh, kind of trying different things out. But, you know, it's, it's going to be a collaborative effort. And I, the one thing that really kind of stood out to me, what Cliff said was guys are going to evolve into new roles. They're going to uh, take on a little bit more, take on a little bit more on the court, take on a little bit more leadership. Um, but it's not something that you want to just throw. Uh, use Nick Smith as an example and say, you know, Nick Smith is playing around 15, 16 minutes a game right now. We don't want to just give him 28, 29 minutes a game because they're there now. That doesn't do, that could be uh, detrimental. That could be something he's not ready to handle. You want to you gradually kind of increase a little bit more. Maybe it's giving guys more ball handling, maybe more possessions for Brandon Miller where he's bringing it up the court or Cody Martin or, um, you know, Ish Smith or PJ Washington, you know, having, uh, you, you just, you're kind of distributing a little bit of the responsibility that Terry had, uh, whether it's minutes, whether it's, you know, handling the ball, whether it's this, whether it's that, uh, because it's, it's just not something you're going to replace overnight. It's just, He's just such, he was such a big part of this team and the production he had and the responsibility uh, that if you try and, and push it all onto one guy, there's a good chance it's going to fail. So uh, I thought that was a really, really uh, good approach to it. And uh, you saw a little bit of it last night. I don't think they're necessarily going to go 11 deep for the rest of the season, uh, but you saw a little bit of kind of how they're going to uh, experiment and, and try some different lineups right now because there is, like you said, there's a big kind of – you know, trying to figure this out on the fly feel right now. Now, Hornets fall 113 to 106 last night in Detroit. We'll look to turn the page tomorrow against the Houston Rockets here at the Hive, kicking off a four game homestand. Get your tickets at Hornets.com or through the Hornets app. Second night of a back to back on Saturday against the Utah Jazz. So, again, not really an excuse to miss out on Hornets hoops this weekend. That homestand, of course, will continue into Monday and Wednesday next week as well. So, plenty of opportunities here for you to see your Hornets, see guys like Brandon Miller, LaMelo Ball take on some of the top talent in the Western Conference here at the Hive. Again, those guys only come in once a season, so get a look at them while you can. Sam Farber will have your game preview of that one coming up on tomorrow's edition of the HHC, but in the meantime, Sam Parley, thank you for joining me here on this road game edition of the Hornets Hivecast. This four-game homestand, we might have to give you a break here for a week or so now. I know. I think 10 of the next 12 are on the road. I think heading into the All-Star break, I think next Friday is at Oklahoma City, and then I think the following Friday is in Milwaukee. I could be wrong. You know, after that 12-game stretch is over, it's the All-Star break. So it'll be Friday, hopefully winning edition with Sam Purley on the next two Fridays after tomorrow. Well, we'll see what happens here as the Hornets return to the Hive this weekend. For Sam Purley, I'm Rob Longo saying thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Farber will talk to you tomorrow once again here on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.